All right, all right. Welcome to That Vowel at the End of Your Name, the interview. Uh, my name is Trey Alessio. I am the writer, director, producer, editor, the whole nine yards of this uh, short film that I'm very proud of. Uh, I brought, I invited my brother, Tyler Alessio, on to uh, have a conversation about it. We wanted to keep it in the family because this is... Uh, a take on the modern Italian American family, and so I thought it would be, I thought it would be um, on theme to bring in Ty and discuss this. Um, Ty's essentially going to interview me. We're going to treat it like a real life, uh, pr- you know, promotional interview. Uh, but more so than that, I want it to kind of just be a conversation. So. Um, hopefully we'll have a good back and forth and it'll be lighthearted and fun and hopefully enlightening and, uh, let's do it. Ty, what's up? Trey the Don. Let's get it cracking. Trey the Don of entertainment. Martin Scar, Martin Scar Tracy on these purposes, you know, for, what I mean? for the folks out there who don't know the, the coined phrase of the Don of entertainment, how, how does that come to be? What, what, what the Don of entertainment part? Yeah. That's a self moniker. That's a self uh, proclaimed moniker because you know I love the mafioso stuff, and um, kind of when we first launched this podcast. So originally, Are You Entertained was just the podcast, but then it grew as social media grew and other things. Um, so I knew I wanted to be like the boss of the podcast, but um, with the the mob themes that I um, and am infatuated with, I just threw in the the Don and you know, Don yeah. Don of Entertainment, baby, talk, and it stuck. For for the people out there, talk a little bit about some of your because knowing you growing up with knowing anyone that knows Trey knows that he loves movies and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you kind of get onto the movie making wave? You know, this is your second film that you you've made. Right. What, uh, what, how did you kind of get inspired, if you will, to start making movies? Yeah. Um, so I, I will say this first and foremost, I consider myself a screenwriter. Um, but the, the jumping into the filmmaking part really started last year. Um, and I don't know if it was like a, a COVID year thing where I was kind of in the dumps. I was down a little bit, you know, w- you, you, when you're a screenwriter trying to break into this business and I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, kind of potentially give drop some inspiration for fellow screenwriters, filmmakers out there. But when you're trying to break into this industry, it's very hard. There's not one way to do it. Um, it's really about who you know, but um, I tried different avenues to break in um, through online pitches and uh, screenwriting contests, which is essentially like playing the lottery. And just with rejection after rejection, um, I was ready to try something new. And so last year, I decided to take the bull by the horns, and I had a short, simple story. Uh, we brought in Jake Alessio, our cousin, and Emily, uh, now Kadich, and we literally shot it in a weekend. It was an eight-minute film. The majority of it was voiceover dialogue, um, a story that was near and dear to me, um, and I hope that came across in the actual film, but really it was more so just taking the bull by the horns um, in the filmmaking aspect and 
I'm, I'm so glad I did. And even I've learned so many things, even from that point to that vowel. Um, but aside from taking the leap of faith to the filmmaking part, um, just, I've always loved movies, um, ever since I ever really, it's more storytelling. Like I, I remember, I always say this, but, um, Mrs. Ross's fourth grade, grade class, we had the yellow folders and I would, um, we had a creative writing section and that was throughout all of probably elementary school. That was my favorite section of any grade. Um, just telling stories and letting my mind wander, um, throughout my life, it has kind of morphed a little bit. Like I, I, I then got into journalism when, in high school and college and got away from that. And I still felt, I, I, I felt like I wanted to tell stories and screenwriting gave me the freedom to tell the stories I wanted to tell. And, uh, it just kind of, it snowballed from there, man. Yeah. Kind of like the wise Thanos one said, fine, I'll do it myself. I like that. I like that (laughs) mentality. But on that same note to any big production company, listening, are you, are you open for business or is this just a one man show? Oh, so it's funny because I think it's kind of a flex to be like the writer, director, producer, editor, blah, blah, blah. And that's cool. It's a flex for any filmmakers listening out there. It's cool to say you do all those things. But I have 100% learned throughout this process because really it's a process. Like these films that I put out, it's my second film. It's far from perfect, Um, but it's a learning process. And honestly, I've learned to enjoy the process like you're learning and it it there's a reason marvel and dc and these big budget films aren't going out and hiring people that you've never heard of that have zero experience like you learn and you um grow and you just you learn new things throughout the filmmaking process and i've learned to love that process but um Going back to your question, sorry, I had I almost lost my train of thought. Uh, doing it yourself, I have learned in that process that it is definitely a collaborative process. Um, even on these, you know, micro budgeted films that we have done, it has not just been me. We have the actors, we have all the crew, um, we have the people who you know help us out. Uh, whether that's watching our dogs or doing something like the people who make it happen. It's definitely a collaborative process and absolutely 100%. I would be open to work with other people, other filmmakers, writers, uh, directors, actors. Like I'm all for, you know, the collaborative process moving forward. Um, It's fun to kind of make my ideas come to life. And sometimes it's, easier i guess to kind of just do it yourself because i have accumulated some equipment and i've accumulated some skills um on the editing side and the behind the camera side like um i feel like i have those that skill set but um 100 there are more people out there who are better and have done it better and i want to keep learning and growing so 100 i'm down to collab um, Sorry, other, I have long-winded answers. No, no, that's fine. A <laughs> uh, couple other questions just kind of before we get into that, the vow at yeah. the end of your name. Uh, you, you mentioned the storytelling is kind of what drew you into this process. Mm-hmm. Um, after making this being your second film, has there 
do you enjoy any other part of the process more than storytelling or is it still just is, is oh is man that what, that's tough uh i the I, I love writing and I love building these worlds and creating these characters flawed or otherwise. Um, so I honestly think that is my favorite part. Um, but more maybe as much as that is just seeing your idea come to life. So just, I guess it's the whole process of it. Um, there's a lot that goes into a production to get to that fruition. But, um, I think it always will, at least for me, come back to the the, the writing and the storytelling part of it. Um, I will say this, just after two films, that if I ain't creating, I ain't living. Like I just, I feel like it, when when I, I'm done with this um, film and I'm starting my next project, and we can kind of touch on that a little bit later if you want. But I just feel like if I'm in a hole of where I'm not creating anything, like. I don't know. Like I'm in a funk. It's weird. Like yeah. I, I just feel like I'm always thinking about what I want to write next, what I want to, you know, film next, what I want to be my next production. So, um, I just, I, 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 I think I'm a, I think I'm meant to be a creator and a storyteller. Yeah. So well, last, last one before we kind of switch gears into, uh, the, that vow at the end of your name, uh, give me a dream collab for you. Uh, one of your screenplays, one of your production <laughs> companies. You have a number one overall draft pick. Oh, where man. do you want? Where do you want to go? Oh man! Well, um, that it's 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 awesome that I have you on. Uh, we t so I guess since we're here and we have the time, um, I'll tell the story of of um, the affluent divide. Um, so, like I said, I am a screenwriter first and foremost. Um, so there are things that I write that are, I know are intended for someone else to make. Like I don't have the budget for it. I know that I want to see this either on TV or the big screen in theaters. Um, and I know I'm writing for an intended bigger budget. And, um, we, so back, I think in 2019, I went to the Austin film fest and very, very inspired after that. I'm going to the Austin Film Fest again this year for the first time since uh, BC before Corona 20 in 2019. And um, I came back. It was, I think, in November. And I don't know if you remember. I think you were at the airport when I came home. I said, I'm ready to... I have this project and I think you would be good for it. I think we had talked about what the project was prior to that. But... and. I remember you, Ty, um, talking about how you were very interested in it because it had political um, themes and and stuff like that. And you would be you told me you'd be interested in being a part of that. So when we when I came back from the Austin Film Fest, I said, "Let's make a plan. You come over to my house once a week, and we're going to write. We're going to brainstorm. We're going to bang this thing out." Um, and we it, it it was a journey we it took a long time we rewrote it a bunch of times we went back to the drawing board a few times and created different little things within the 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 world that we created but um we created this story called the affluent divide that i 100% want and believe the world needs to see this story um so if i had to pick one project that i've written throughout 
Um, I would probably want it to be that. And it's cool that we um, co-wrote that. So I hope that comes to fruition in terms of who I want to collaborate. Um, specifically on that, I have a few like people in mind who I would love to be like showrunners. Um, I guess I'll name drop Damon Lindelof, uh, the guy who did Watchmen. That would be my number one person who I would want to showrun that show just because um, he's unapologetic when it comes to filmmaking and um, just the themes that we're talking about in that show. I think he could bring an extra layer to it, and that would be my person who I would want to helm that. Um, obviously you know, that's a wish list thing. And if anybody else would come on board, I would be more than happy, but, uh, that would probably be my number one pick. Um, in terms of dream, 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 I think, you know, who I would pick just overall. And that's Martin Scorsese. He's my idol, my filmmaking idol. And, um, I love everything he does. Um, he's getting a little up there in age, so hopefully we can make this happen sooner rather than later. But, um, uh, ultimately anybody who connects with me, on a personal level, just really anything like it's, it's, it's funny. Cause this is a, 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 who, you know, business, and it's a really a personal business. And I feel like if you, if you're cool with somebody and you vibe and you believe in the same things, I feel like there's common ground. You can create a story together. So really I'm trying to open it up and say, like, I'm down to collaborate with anybody who, yeah. you know, I, um, I'm cool with who I who I have the same values and stuff like that. So, um, again, I've learned that this is a collaborative process. So, 100% down to collab. But uh, Scarsese definitely dream collaborator uh, collaborative, and um, Damon Lindelof for the Affluent Divide for sure. Little little surprise you didn't go. You're always talking about A24. The, oh, the oh production so company. a production company. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love A24, everything they do, and I would love to do an A24 movie. They've really gotten into like, I don't want to say weird, but like everything as of late they put out is like a super high concept with like a weird twist. So um, I don't know if anything I have written right now would really fit that A24 vibe that they've been going with but 100 down to do an a24 movie yeah. <laughs> Let, let's get into that vow at the end of your name let's do um, it shifting gears a little bit here uh, just starting off with uh, i've been behind the scenes i've seen the movie come to fruition here um so i have a little bit more information than folks out there listening do uh, so i don't want to give away too much right. of the plot right or anything like that um but just starting with the title um uh, do you want to go into any detail on what made you go with uh that name any uh any any information you want to give on that yeah i mean that vowel at the end of your name it's funny um you know we we are italian um and i'll spoil at least one piece of dialogue for the movie there's a there's a uh dialogue where he says, I don't care if you're 25%, I don't care if you're full-blooded or 25%, that pride is enough to make you feel like you came straight over from the home country. And I truly do believe that. Like, I, I love being Italian. Um, I, I, and that's kind of where the idea for the, the, ti the title of the movie stemmed from was just that pride of being Italian. And um, the, the themes 
Uh, we and we, I'm sure we'll get into it, but the themes kind of reflect that pride, and you know, I, I find it funny. You know, pride is an interesting thing to explore, in my opinion, because and this is you know, I, I want to get deep on this on this uh, interview, and this might be getting a little too deep, but pride is like one of those seven deadly sins, right? And you you hear sin and you think pride is bad, but I think. Pride can also be good. I think there's a happy medium, and that's kind of what I wanted to explore with this film is that uh, Italian pride and um, and really kind of push the boundaries for the modern Italian-American family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that Valentiner name, that's, that's where it came. Um, I, I can go further into the origins of the actual film, um, but, yeah, that's a little bit on the name. Yeah, I mean – that just transitions right into to my next question for you. If you could talk about the origins of this story and how, how it came to be. Yeah, so um, it really started when, and this is another name drop, uh, through some connections that we have from people we know. Uh, the Russo brothers, the big you know Marvel directors, uh, they were. I learned that they were putting on an Italian, some national Italian film grant. And, um, basically in order to apply for this grant, you had to basically pitch your movie idea. You didn't have to submit the movie. You didn't have to submit a script. You basically had to pitch them your, your idea. And I had our, even before a love story last year, I had written the bare bones of this story. I don't know if it was called that Val at the end of your name quite then yet, but I had this story in mind before a love story. And um, so I kind of went back to the drawing board after learning that the Russo brothers were putting on this Italian film grant. And um, I got the pieces in place. So I asked um, some actors if they wanted to be involved. I, you know, kind of assembled a crew a little bit and people were in place. And um, unfortunately, I did not get the Italian film grant. But the piece, like I said, the pieces were in place. So I decided to move forward with the production. Um, I locked down the script. I locked down the crew. I locked down the actors. And we built this thing from the ground up and super proud of it. And But that's where it really originates from is uh, learning that the Russo brothers had that grant. And um, I'm really glad that even though I didn't get the grant that I kept um, – moving forward with it because I'm, I'm, I'm really proud with how it turned out. So, um, for anyone that doesn't know, Trey and I, we, we went to Italy about about 10 months ago. Yeah. Um, did that any serve any inspiration or was there anything else that served inspiration for that film? Yeah. You know, we uh, went, we went right pretty much before, before production started. Yeah. Um, so any, any that or anything else that, gave you inspiration yeah it's a good point um definitely italy you know going to italy in january was an absolutely incredible experience um so it definitely fed into that pride a little bit um going back to the home country and just absorbing the culture and learning um the different aspects of life over there in italy um so absolutely that was an inspiration um now I didn't really incorporate like heavy themes of like Italian living or anything like that in this movie, but uh, definitely the Americanized version, I guess, of the traditions and stuff. But um, again, just 
I would say in terms of like comparative movies um, that people may have seen that inspired me to incorporate for this film, I would say probably a Bronx tale and uh, a little bit of uncut gems vibes. And um, yeah, just, just, um, you know, I, I, I like, I'm infatuated with mob movies. So, and, and Martin Scorsese. So like that type of filmmaking um, definite inspirations. And hopefully you'll see that once you watch this film, but um, yeah, 100% Italy was a great inspiration and just really, I, I pulled a lot of things. It, this is 100% not a true story, but I definitely, or a biopic or anything of that, that nature, but I definitely pulled things from our life. Um, and so life was an inspiration for me, I guess, um, if we're getting on a philosophical level. Yeah, totally. Um, we can go philosophical if you want. More Absolutely. of a broader question sure. for you. Sure. Um, what can people expect? You know, we've got a huge rollout to this point. Uh, <laughs> the expectations are building yep. for that vowel at the end of your name. Um, what What can people expect w- after watching this movie? Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that it will challenge. Re- so really, what I wanted to do with this film was bridge the gap between the older generation and the younger generation. Um, really from an Italian American lens, but really broader than that, just the younger generation and older generation. So really what I hope people will take away um, is the, the, I, I want them to challenge themselves to think maybe differently and have a little more empathy after watching this movie. Um, what, what they can expect um I'm, I'm hoping is, is like a, a thinker of a movie. Um, I'm hoping because this is a drama. It's not it, there. There are lighthearted moments where you can potentially laugh and have a good time. But um, it's really I'm, I'm hoping that it will push those boundaries of what the modern Italian American family looks like and really celebrate those old school Italian traditions that we all know and love but at the same time, not let those kind of hinder um, what I believe um, progressive values, uh, you know, that's what we should be, you know, embodying. I'm hoping that those traditions don't hinder that progressive movement that I personally am striving for. Um, so I'm hoping both audiences that this movie is aimed for the younger generation and the older generation will challenge themselves to kind of put the younger generation, put themselves in the older generation shoes and vice versa. And I'm really, it it really comes down to empathy for me. Um, And I know that's a long winded question for, (laughs) or a long winded answer for this question, but I'm really hoping that that is what people can pull away. Um, so that's what you can expect is kind of a thinker of a movie. Um, hopefully, ho- hopefully that comes across. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're touching on, it seems like some, some heavier topics in this film. Um, you mentioned some, the, the generational gap, the race, uh, traditional values versus progressive values. Mm-hmm. What made you want to go that route? Um, and want to tackle some of those harder issues to right. to to discuss. 
Um, for so for me, I'll I'll even go back as far. We'll come back to that vowel, but um, I said this when our cousin Andy interviewed me for a love story last year. Um, I think as as a storyteller, as a filmmaker, the best work comes from when you are being most your mo- most vulnerable self. So any any I strive to do that with any story I tell, whether that's on page or whether that's, you know, in a visual medium like a film like this. Um, so I'm going to give you my I'm going to peel back the layers. I'm going to let my guard down and I'm going to give you my vulnerable take on what I am trying to um, the theme I'm trying to explore, I guess. So. Going back to that vowel specifically, um, what made me want to tackle those um, kind of themes you said there, it it, it, it just goes back to I, I saw that generational gap. Um, I we we both grew up in you know the, a family and it's tough love and um, you know that that pride is there, but at the same time. I, I just saw that generational gap and I saw moments of kind of the older generation maybe talking down or looking down on um, our generation. And, you know, I just kept thinking to myself, you were young once. You, the thing is, you, you don't have the same technologies and the same things that we're going through. Um, you were going through your shit we're going through our shit. We're, we're all just battling through that shit. And really we're the same. It, uh, times have changed, but I, I, I think that that's really where it stemmed. Why I wanted to explore that generational gap. Um, the, the, you touched on race a little bit and I don't want to spoil any of the plot, but, um, Really, the the plot because you've seen the movie and so you know what I'm talking about. But really, that is a microcosm of that. What I wanted to explore with what we were talking about with the last question: those old school Italian traditions hindering progressive values, right? Um, so I think of kind of the love that I have for the Italian culture and the traditions. But I also see the flaws in that, you know, the conservative values and, and, and the kind it's it's not inclusive. And I, I just wanted to push that boundary a little bit and explore that theme. And uh, it, it could, you know, be sexuality. It, um, it could be race. It could be um, gender. It, 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 I I, I, I I focus a little bit more on race with this film specifically, but it's really just a microcosm of that conversation where um, I'm really exploring traditional conservative values versus progressive new school values. If that, I don't know if that even answers the question. I might just be rambling. Well, but. Well, with all that being said... And yeah, I want... Can, you, you, you've seen it, so you tell me what you think. And, yeah, um, but... Without spoiling, <laughs> with, with all that, with all that being said, is there a condensed message that you hope the audience takes away from the movie? Yeah, um, I, I, with putting me on the spot a little bit, I guess I would say, um, 
just I, I, I hope that people can open their hearts and it really it comes down to empathy. You know, don't let that pride, don't let that pride um, hinder what you know to be right. You know what I mean? Like if you know something is wrong, um, get and you're holding on to it because of pride. And I, I'm talking specifically about those old school traditions and customs. Um, I think empathy has to overcome that and you have to be willing to, um, give yourself up to what you know is right. So I hope that theme will come across and that's what you can pull away. That is what I was trying to portray with this movie. So I don't know. Hopefully that is kind of the overarching theme that people will take away or message that people will take away. Um, I, I guess you have seen the film. Do you get that vibe? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, cool. it, also, you have to – I come into it with a different perspective than than most. You know, you, you being my brother and, you know, having some of the same life experiences you have. Um, so I think it, it definitely comes across um, from my lens. Um, I'm excited for other folks outside of, you know, yeah. our our normal circle to to see it and um see what they think yeah well. for sure for sure and i think ultimately that's what like that's what film and music does like it's all it's all subjective right like it you we will pull away something and somebody else will pull away something else and i think that's what makes you know music and film and you know creative outlets so beautiful and important is because um i i just hope it it will touch you know somebody in some way if i if i get that message across to at least one person i will feel like i have done my job so um so yeah it, it's it, it's so cool that you know you can watch the film and we can feel a certain type of way but somebody might feel something else and it just creates a conversation that's really what it's all about um we're trying to make the world a better place and we're trying to leave it better than we found it and that is what i am trying to do with every film or project that i do is just i see a issue i see a theme and i try and explore it and tackle it and i try and do it in uh unapologetic way and some people may not like that there's it may turn some people off um watching this but uh watching the film that is um but hopefully the message gets across to the right person feel you 100 yes, i, I want to i want to change gears just a little bit to some of the cast sure. uh and some of the production yeah that went into the movie um you mentioned you know micro budget film mm -hmm. what was it like trying to put together assemble a cast to portray a movie like this um can you talk to me just a little bit about what went into that process you can um introduce some of the cast yeah. if, you, if you'd like yeah um, absolutely kind of what went into that yeah so uh dominic calagiri plays uh, gino amante he's the the main character of this film um shout out to him he did great Really, um, I, so I don't 
I have not been introduced, at least in Des Moines, Iowa, which that's where we're from. That's where this was shot and filmed. Um, I am not at least currently in tune with the actor scene here. I hope to be introduced to more actors and actresses. Um, but really for me, it was about finding somebody who understands what the story was trying to, t- to say and um, who was available to to me. With, with a micro budget like this um, and just kind of a do-it-yourself type, you know, way of filmmaking, it was really about finding someone who felt the story on a personal level and somebody who was available um, and could give their time to this production. So um, I asked Dom if he would be interested and he said yes. Uh, We got Willie Farrell who um, plays the Papa role. Uh, He is Gino's Papa and um, he is a, a big name on the south side of Des Moines and I was very, very very thrilled to have him on board. I asked him and he wanted to be involved. Um, and then we have Kix who plays Aaliyah. Um, she did a great job and um, that the script called for um, that type of person uh, for that role. And um, again, it was just, I, I actually didn't know Kix before uh, this production. Dom introduced me to her and she was great. Uh, she, and again, it's more so just about being available and, um, being willing to put the time and work in. This was probably, it's funny because the, a love story last year, um, we literally shot it in a weekend. So maybe two and a half days worth of work. Whereas this was two months worth of work. Now we weren't working like a huge, big budgeted production all day, every day. But um, we had to spread it out when they had time, when I had time. Um, and there were a lot of logistics, um, a lot of planning involved uh, with different locations and um, wardrobe and um, coordinating everyone's schedule. And there were a lot, a lot of logistics. And being a director, I have learned that it's essentially just being a professional problem solver. Because they're going to be shit hitting the fan and things throwing your way, but you just got to learn how to pivot. You got to learn. You got to realize that we're all trying to get towards one, the, the the a common goal, and that's to make a movie, to make the best movie possible. Um, and so, uh, Dom, Willie, kicks. We have me. I I play a role, and then we have uh, some family members who play family members um, in the movie. So really, and I, I did a lot of research, you know, before this, and, um, you know, I, I watched videos saying when you're doing a micro budget to really get people who are close, as close to the character as you can get, you know? And so that, that was kind of the intention with um, some of the people who were cast. But... Um, can't, I can't thank the cast and crew enough. Um, they did a great job. They gave their time and energy, and um, I really hope they're as proud of this film as I am because uh, um, they killed it. So you you talked about a couple of these uh, Dom and Kicks. No no real acting experience. Right. Um, coming from a 
a d- d- director's perspective, how was there some coaching involved uh, on the acting? How did you get that out of them into what you wanted to be portrayed yeah. on, on screen? Yeah, no, it, it, it's tough. And again, I, I, I knew going in, I wasn't looking for the Oscar winning um, performances. Like, Again, I wanted it to be more so like, do you feel the story? Can you connect to the story? Um, and then can you give yourself to the role? Um, and both of them read the script. They agreed to it. And um, But going back to the coaching, yeah, for sure. Like you, you know what you want when you're shooting a scene. And sometimes you have to just give little coaching tips as to what you're looking for. Um, I, I told them multiple times that the script isn't Bible. Like I allowed for them to improvise. If they weren't feeling a, a specific line, I would let them give me their two cents and we would um, maybe pivot a little bit. Um, I, I told them the motivation and I told them where we needed to go story-wise with each scene and each line. So that's really the coaching for me now again i i'm new to this i'm learning so there's probably better methods out there but um you know again it comes back to doing that research i watched videos i took some classes so um that's what i learned is um when you're we're and this is no diss to them because they aren't actors they aren't professional actors that's not what they do for their day job um when you're working with non-actors and I say that again with no with no uh, derogatory terms with the non actor term. Um, when you're working with non actors, you have to understand that they may not give you exactly what you're looking for, and you just have to be able to adapt or coach or teach them a little bit. So, um, but either way, they they did a great job. Um, they were very coachable and um, they were flexible with the scheduling. Um, it, it's really a team effort and that's why I go back to the collaborative process. Like it, it, it's definitely not a one man show. So yeah. Um, lost, uh, lost my train of thought there. You're Sorry. good. No worries. Um, talk about the, the filmmaking process, um, from a screenwriter to filmmaker, you dropped a love story last year, that vow this year. Mm-hmm. What have you learned from a love story and how, did you implement that in that, um, that vow in end? that vow? Yeah. 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 Um, I learned so much. It, it's just crazy. So th- this was 100% a bigger production. There are more people involved, more actors. Um, so I knew going in that it was going to be, to be frank, a little more difficult. Um, I upgraded editing software. So I utilized the multicam, Um, So just learning technical things like that. Um, We had two cameras and I will be upfront and transparent and honest. This was shot on an iPhone. Um, I shot it on some scenes, multiple iPhones and did multi-cam. It's just learning those different things. It's learning the different camera angles. It's learning the different camera lenses. It's learning how light um, determines the 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 tone you're going for um it, it, it's really just 
the learning process in general. And you, you take what you learn from a love story and you just capitalize and keep moving forward with that vowel. And that's what I tried to do. Um, I know moving forward for my next one, sound is something that I want to continually improve on. Um, I, we'll see if the cameras get bigger and better. Hopefully that happens at some point. But um, really, I just wanted to, with this small micro budget, um, learn the basics, learn learn my directorial style um, and how I coach and how I how I go from page to on screen. Um, you know, different people have different methods, and um, I, I'm still learning. But hopefully, hopefully it comes across in the movie and the storytelling. That's ultimately the goal and what we're doing here. So hopefully it turns out. What, one last thing on the production and the, and the casting side. Uh, you hinted at it earlier. You made your acting debut. Yeah. What was that like um, being on screen acting in a role that you wrote? Yeah, it's so I'm not gonna lie, it was it was pretty tough. Um it, it's funny because you know the words, like you wrote the words, but once you get in front of that camera, it's still tough uh to embody that. And really it's 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 walking in someone else's shoe. And um to get in the role, I I watch clips of, you know, Tony Soprano. So I play this kind of uh tough guy character. And so I, I watched, you know, clips of Tony Soprano. I watched uh, Goodfellas. I watched Uncut Gems. You know, I, I watched these different things to kind of get me in that mindset. And that's kind of how I prepped myself the day of and the day prior um, to get in that mindset. But really, it, it's just learning the lines and trying to give yourself to the character. Um you know, I, 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 this, I'm, I'm stealing this from the movie uh, American Hustle, but it's really from the feet up. You had to just believe you're that character for that small period of time, and um, that some people get heavy into method acting, and I'm nowhere near that type of actor yet. Where I even, I don't do it enough to even think about that. But I could see how someone would fall down that rabbit hole and really live that character for that time being on set and everything. Um, but it was fun. It was a blast. And, um, I would 100% do it again. I, I'm probably, I'm, I know I'm not the best actor. Uh, I'm first storyteller, first screenwriter, uh, then director (laughs) and then maybe actor. But, uh, um, Again, it was more so just about being available. I'm available to myself, so um, it was stepping in that that role and um, just having fun with it. So I, I had a blast. Any anything else on that vowel at the end of your name that you want the audience to know go, before going into it, or anything else you'd like to to touch on? Um, you know, I I just want to you know if there are any filmmakers out there. Um, listening to this, um, it's really just taking the bull by the horns and doing it. It's such an empowering feeling to be your own yes and to just go out and just do it, man. Um, cross that aspiring filmmaker off your list and 
you're a filmmaker. You made a film, you're a filmmaker. Um, cross that, That's really what it's all about is crossing aspirings off your list. I'm not an aspiring screenwriter. I'm not an aspiring filmmaker. I am a screenwriter and a filmmaker. And uh, so I, I hope that if this film, if you dig it, and um, I hope it can be a little bit, a little spark of inspiration if you are kind of on the fence whether you want to dive into that filmmaking realm to do it because you'll learn so much. Um, even, even if you really primarily want to be a screenwriter, just going out and transforming your words on the page to making a moving picture, a movie, um, you learn so much of how to tell stories in different ways. You know what to cut. You know what to include. You know what um, actors need to kind of embody that role that you want to be seen. Um, and you just become a better writer, I think. And um, again, you you just learn so much each time you do it. I hope that it comes across in the film that I am a 10 times better director than I was in uh, uh, A Love Story. And I don't know. I, I just hope to inspire somebody with the story. Re- really, again, when you peel back the layers, it comes down to the story. And I hope I can touch somebody. And if I do, if you do dig the story and if it connects with you in any way, please reach out to me. My DMs are open. Um, that would really warm my heart to know that uh, you felt a certain type of way about it. And even if even if it grinds your gears a little bit with some of the themes even hit me with that too. Um, it's really about opening a conversation. And I, I think, I, I hope that the themes of this movie, um, push the boundaries and open up that conversation. But, um, it was a blast to do it. And I, I, I hope people enjoy that Val at the end of your name. What, uh, what, what'd you enjoy most about, about the process? Oh man, just just the camaraderie of coming together, the commutative process of making a movie. Um, you know, it may be shitty and people may hate it. You know, there may be one person out there that will like it, but knowing that you touch that one person, it's worth it to me um, because that's what we're out here doing. I I, I saw a clip from um Dennis Villanueva uh, I don't know how to say his last name I'm sorry but he's a brilliant filmmaker he did Dune he's done a, a bunch of great movies um I saw a cl- an interview where uh he says I make I made this movie for one person and that's me and ultimately that's what you that's kind of the mentality you have to have trying to make a movie like you have to want to watch your movie um and then from there I think if you're vulnerable, if you do it with an empathetic lens, I think it will it will hopefully touch other people and connect with them and transcend a little bit. Uh, so really, the commutative process of coming together to do that, it's just such an empowering and such a cool feeling. Like that's why this is getting a little you know, deeper than this question. But like, that's why I hope that the commutative experience of movie going never dies because it just hits different when you watch a movie in a theater with a crowd than sitting at home and watching that same movie on your couch by yourself. It's just, and I think it translates to the filmmaking process and the collaborative effort. Like, it's the camaraderie and the unified goal that you, the teamwork and 
you all have one goal to tell this story in the best way possible. And just the fact that people are willing to give their time and effort to help you portray that story. It, it's a really cool thing. And I, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of it. And I, I, I thank each and every one of them. And hopefully, hopefully it translates to uh, the film and people out there will get that. Well, super, super excited to for the premiere one, um, and then for it to be released to the general public. Right. Um, any, uh, um, I guess you touched on it at the at the beginning. It, it sounds like you know you're you're always wanting to create. Any anything else you got cooking, or what what's next oh, after man. that vow at the end of your name? Um, what what are you what do you want to tell? Um, and what do you kind of got going on? Yeah. So it's really a two pronged approach for me. Um, and I'm still kind of balancing how I, my workflow, um, again, I'm always thinking of bigger stories that I know I probably can't tell at this point in time in my life that, and when I say that, I mean, bigger budgets. Like I know that they're going to be a bigger budget like that, the affluent divide. Like I know that that would be better told with a big budget, with somebody with experience. I still hope to be a part of the process, but um, I know that is a bigger budgeted thing. Um, so I'm always striving to write stories that I know will have that bigger budget. At the same time, I'm also trying to tell stories that I know I can make that can serve as calling cards for hopefully my career moving forward because this is ultimately something I want to make a career of. Um, and so there is something that I am actually currently working on. Hopefully it comes to fruition. I'm not going to give too much information about it. I will say um, that it's off the wall crazy, um, but I am very excited about it. If, if it comes to fruition, I genuinely think it'll be really fun and cool and really thought-provoking. So I, I hope uh, we can execute it. Uh, I'm going to take my time with the project that I'm currently working on. Um, so you may, you may, I may be a, in a little hiatus for a, a little bit, but um, I'm really excited to put the work in to try and get it um, to come to fruition. But um, something's in the works. Um, I want to keep continuing to work with uh, my friend Emily Kadich because I, I know in the last interview that I did with Andy, um, I said that my next project, um, I'd like it to be with Emily. And uh, unfortunately, she she played a great part in behind the scenes, but she wasn't on screen in this one. Um, but in the future, I'd like to work with her because I know she has aspirations to kind of do that in some capacity. But um, the next project I have in development right now, I'm very excited about. Um, but I won't give away plot or what it, what it is, but hopefully, hopefully we, hopefully it sees the light of day. I'll, I'll drop one little nugget about it. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But really it's been a, a pleasure, uh, doing the interview. That's all I, I really have. Um, again, looking forward to the premiere party this upcoming Sunday. Yes, sir. Um, and really just excited for uh, you to get this out there. Um, thanks for uh, letting me ask you some questions. I'll leave the floor open for you for any closing comments. 
Well, I just want to say um, th- this again, this movie uh, really is about the modern Italian family. So it's a privilege to have you, my brother in here doing this with me. We want to keep it in, in the family. And uh, that's really the thought with doing this. So we want to be as transparent as possible. And uh, I love you, brother. And I, I hope that uh, the film touched you in the way that I hope it will touch everybody out there who will, will see it in the future. So, um, Thanks for listening to this interview, and uh, we'll be back for more. Peace.